welcome to the 17th edition of HGF's Fashionably IP podcast. My name's Rebecca Field, I'm a Chartered Trademark Attorney at IP law firm HGF, and I'm joined by my colleague Lee Curtis, also a Chartered Trademark Attorney at HGF. Hello. As you know, the Fashionably IP podcast has been developed from the success of the Fashion and IP LinkedIn group, which is run by us and now has over 14,000 members including many of the leading IP council across the world, both in-house and in private practice. This podcast series finds inspiration from the subjects commented on in that group. If you're not a member of the Fashion and IP group, please find it amongst the groups on LinkedIn and simply apply to join. To be clear, this podcast is not legal advice, and if you have any queries on the points we have raised, please contact us directly at either rfield at hgf.com or lee at alcurtis at hgf.com. This podcast deals with the lingering impact of Brexit on design and trademark law in the world of fashion. However, we firstly have to tell you a little bit about HGF once again. We appreciate that many of our listeners may have heard this all before, But for those who are new, let's tell you a little bit about HGF. So, HGF. HGF is one of the leading IP firms in Europe. We have offices across the UK, the Republic of Ireland, the Netherlands, France, Germany, Austria and Switzerland. We manage the IP portfolios of many of the world's leading companies and can do all things IP, whether that is clearing your IP registering your IP, or indeed enforcing your IP. Now back to Rebecca and fashion. Thanks, Lee. So in this 17th podcast, we are going to be discussing the continuing impact of Brexit on design and trademark law in the world of fashion. Now, the UK officially left the European Union on the 31st of January 2020. However, there was a Brexit transitional period which came to an end on the 31st of December 2020, where the EU trademark and design laws and indeed rights were recognised in the UK. Now, you might have thought that once the transitional period came to an end, that that was the end of the matter. Well, no, it was not. Looking at the issue of unregistered design rights first, which are of significant importance in the world of fashion, when the Brexit transitional period came to an end, EU unregistered design rights ceased to have effect in the UK. In place of such rights, the UK government put in place two new unregistered design rights. The first was Continuing Unregistered Design Right, or CDR. CDR protects designs which were disclosed in the UK or EU before the end of the Brexit transitional period and were previously protected by EU unregistered design rights. Such rights would protect colour, lines, shapes and the like. CDR have the same length of duration as the underlying EU unregistered design right unless they can last a maximum of three years from first disclosure. So here we come to our first new date. All continuing unregistered design rights will have lapsed by the 31st of December 2023, so the end of this year. CDRs cannot protect designs disclosed after the end of the Brexit transitional period. So, what was the second unregistered design right created at the end of the Brexit transitional period, Lee? Thanks, Rebecca. The second unregistered design right created at the end of the Brexit transitional period was the so-called Supplementary Unregistered Design Right, or SUR, 
SURs protect the same scope of rights as EU unregistered design rights, but can only come into force on first disclosure of the design after the end of the Brexit transitional period. Also, in distinction to continuing unregistered design rights, a first disclosure must be in the United Kingdom for an SUR to exist. So supplementary design right, in contrast to continuing unregistered design right, will be a permanent feature of UK design law. Well, at least until the government changes the law again. We also should not forget UK unregistered design right, which was in place anyway in the UK and was unaffected by Brexit. And that covers shape and configuration. Generally, UK unregistered design right has fairly limited application to fashion items as it does not cover colours and surface decoration alike. However, the shape of a dress could be protected by UK unregistered design right. Another limitation of UK unregistered design right is that it is only available to UK nationals or nationals of a number of limited states. Indeed, on Brexit, EEA nationals lost their right to UK unregistered design rights. So, Rebecca, I've spoke about disclosure and how supplementary and registered design right only applies when the design is first disclosed in the UK. Is there any way that designers can obtain UK and EU unregistered design rights at the same time, potentially? Although this has not been tested by actual case law, some have argued if you simultaneously disclose your fashion design for the first time in the UK and EU, you could obtain unregistered design rights both in the UK and the EU. Simultaneous disclosure could be in the form of the live streaming of a fashion show accessible across the UK and EU. Now, it seems likely that you would have to show that someone saw the show in both states. And as I said, this is not being tested in case law, but it is something to think about when disclosing new designs in the UK and the EU. So, Lee, we've talked a lot about the differences between the UK and EU unregistered design rights post-Brexit. Do you think that case law will increasingly diverge between the UK and the EU going forward? Well, Rebecca, the 31st of December 2023 is going to potentially have another impact on UK IP law in the world of fashion. A recent decision of the UK High Court, E-Accounting Solutions Limited, trading as AdvanceTrack, and Global Infinus Limited, trading as GI Outsourcing, on the 4th of August 2023, centred on the possible implications of the retained EU law, uh, Revocation Reform Act 2023, or REULA, which comes fully into force on the 31st of December this year. The REULA revoked a number of provisions of UK law inspired by the UK's previous membership of the EU. Many might have thought the provisions of this Act had been significantly watered down by the UK government's decision earlier in the year to reduce the number of EU-inspired laws revoked by the REULA from 5,000 to 600, and of these 600, only seven impacted IP many of which were defunct anyway by Brexit. However, if you read paragraph 13 of the decision, which didn't actually uh, deal with fashion items, it makes clear that the REULA will make it easier for UK judges to deviate from the EU case law precedent in IP from the 31st of December 2020, the end of the Brexit transitional period. 
Now, how far UK judges will deviate from previous EU case law is open to question, but in future, IP concepts may be explained in more British terminology, and more generally, the decision does raise the prospect of the beginning of increased divergence between the EU and the UK with regards IP case law. So do we have any other impending changes due to Brexit, Rebecca, in the IP sphere, which could impact fashion designs and brand owners? Well, yes, there are, Lee. At the end of the Brexit transitional period, EEA-based representatives could remain on the UK Trademark and Design Register as the address for service for those rights. However, the Brexit withdrawal agreement provided that this would only last for three years. So again, the 31st of December 2023 will be a big day. Come the 1st of January 2024, it is advisable that owners of UK design and trademark registrations have a UK address for service with the UK IPO. Now here at HGF, we're obviously happy to do that for you for free. And if you do have any UK design or trademark registrations you want us to take over, please feel free to get in contact with us. So, as we come to the end of this podcast, I need to mention the thorny issue of exhaustion of rights. It has recently been reported in the Financial Times that the Secretary of State for Business is under pressure to introduce international exhaustion of rights in the UK. Now, whether that happens is open to question. The government is likely to have to put in place a consultation on the exhaustion of rights uh, regime and there has to be a general election in the UK by the end of next year. International exhaustion would have a major impact on the UK fashion sector. In the early 1990s, there were a whole series of cases where UK supermarkets were importing US-branded clothing into the UK at cheaper prices. Ultimately, that was stopped because of the exhaustion of rights regime, which the UK was a part of in the EU. However, that may well change if the regime changes now. Now, although this might be seen by the UK government as a so-called Brexit benefit for the UK in the post-Brexit world, and it does now have the freedom to change the exhaustion regime, it would not be so great for fashion brand and design owners. Thanks, Lee. We hope you've enjoyed our 17th Fashionably IP podcast, and more will follow in the months to come. Please do feel free to share this podcast and also rate it on the various platforms. Also feel free to go through our back catalogue and listen to all of our previous podcasts. You should also be aware that HGF is running its annual Retail in IP conference in our Manchester office on Wednesday the 27th of September 2023 and then again in London on Wednesday the 4th of October 2023 which does touch on fashion issues. So please look out for the invites and notifications of that event, which we will post online and please do sign up. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast and goodbye. Goodbye.